Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Hey, good evening. This is Love Sport Radio with your Tottenham Hotspur fan show. Of course, brought to you by the uh, the Miracle Makers down at Last Word on Spurs. We've got a bit of a shuffle pack in tonight. No Macaniga, no Jamie from Daily Hotspur. We do have, though, Ricky Sachs. Good evening to you, Aaron. And Senor Jace McGovern, who uh, I can tell you're up for you're up for a bit of a scrap tonight. I'm not up for a scrap at all, mate. Well, you, just, you, were, you were trying it outside. I'm waiting for the 89th minute before I get into one. So. You were trying it outside. You were trying <laughs> to give it to one when, when, when you saw the running order. Oh, transfers apparently we're doing. It's not yeah. my fault. Questions yeah. came in. Transfers exactly. <laughs> we are a service. We're providing a service to the public. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you very much. And of course, I mean, you know, you know it's just fate, isn't it? It's fate. We were talking about the stadium today and who magics himself up into the shit. It's Mr. Chris Cowan. Hello. You are, pal. Yeah, good. You, yeah, good to see you, mate. Good to see you. Been on your travels. Yeah, been here, there, and everywhere. Lovely, lovely. It's exactly what we want. Of course, we are looking back initially at a uh, a good win for, uh, for for Spurs at the weekend, a one 0 game against Newcastle. And you, you know what? This is one of those ones where you look at it, and it wasn't a classic. Let's be fair. It wasn't one of those games where you sit back and you go, "Hey, I'll rewatch the full ninety minutes of this one." But it's another one of those Premier League games where, in previous seasons, Spurs may have dropped points. And, and you know, it's another three points onto what, and dare I say, it could still be a title race. Um, and, and you know, just a three hard-fought ground-out points. And, and, and a brilliant winner from Sonny, don't get me wrong, there's a bit of help from the goalkeeper. But great bit of play by, uh, by Son Young-min. 
Yeah, I don't care how you do it. You try and find a one, you get the win. That's what exactly what we did. Big, big result because it looked like it was heading to a, a, a draw, which would have been our first of the season. But we should know after this Spurs team now that we don't draw games at the moment. We still seem to be able to find a way of grinding out a result. And you look at the table at the moment. I think this is the great thing about this Spurs side this season that those games that we've been drawing late on to turn them into wins has kind of got us in the position where we're in, where we're still not out of it when you look at the title. As crazy as that might sound, big weekend for Spurs coming up, of course. But in just in terms of the top four, we know Champions League for Spurs is big for them this season. It's critical that we have that. We've put ourselves in a really good position at the moment in terms of that top four now being nine points clear of fifth place Man United, ten points clear of Arsenal. So it was a big weekend for Spurs in terms of making sure and consolidating that top four for the moment. Yeah, it was psychologically it was really good to see us go second, even if it was only for <coughs> pardon me, even if it was only for twenty four hours or forty eight hours, forty eight hours, wasn't it? But yeah, it, it's that that character that we've shown in the last three games and the Burnley game, you know, people tend to forget that the Burnley win was was perhaps the latest winner of the lot, wasn't it? And and the side has shown, and you know, I've said it all along, haven't I? Players have come in, Watford, and uh, no, the yeah, the Watford. No, I mean the Burnley one in December, oh, right, which yeah. we won it what ninety fourth minute when Ericsson scored. So players that have come in, they may not be popular players to come in, but Lorente comes in, gets an assist for the goal, gets the winner against Watford. And and as I said to you in the the week, you know, if Neymar was our backup striker, you could still only get six points in a week, which is what we picked up. So it's a fantastic week for us, and and on we go to Leicester. Well, I think it it was uh, an extremely important six points. We did grind the results out, um, you know, Watford, Newcastle, and it was so important to get those two wins, especially after the the previous week of going out the the League Cup to Chelsea and obviously the FA Cup. Uh, to Palace, there were a lot of distraught fans on social media, and you know we were all miserable, kicking doors at work and so on. Um, but um, to get back, and like you say, Jason, if you know to go second, it is a psychological thing. You know you've still got to have the points on the board. You've still got to win. It's all well and good saying, "Oh, so and so's got a game in hand," but you've got the points on the board, and, you, and you're climbing up the league and putting the pressure on. And big money spenders, Liverpool and Manchester City, we are now only five points behind them. And I think that, you know, the important thing to say is that still in February, I don't think that we've got into second gear um, this season. And I think there's so much more to come from us, especially, you know, when you've got the likes of Harry Kane and, and Delhi Ali out injured. Um, it, could be, uh, it could be a good season for us. Could be indeed. I, I, I mean, if you look at it, again, Liverpool dropping points yesterday. Yes. Um, you know... <laughs> For me, if Spurs win the league, I'd, I'd, I'd be a very, 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 very happy man. Whether that happens or not, I don't know. But don't forget, you know, you, again, you've got players to come back, as, as as everyone's mentioned. You've got players coming back. Harry Kane's out in Dubai doing his thing, and he's out in, well, he's, he was out watching the Super Bowl this week, wasn't he? But, you know. But, but Aaron, the, the weird thing is, a lot of Tottenham fans don't see Tottenham as title contenders. But we are in, we're course. in there. We're in the mix. It's a three-horse race. It is 100% a three-horse race. Forget fourth. That that fourth spot is now between, I think, Chelsea and Manchester United. I think Arsenal are going to tail off completely now. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they seem to be in sort of a world of their own. But I really want to see Spurs go and push. And, you know, you've got... Um, there's an opportunity for, for Man City to drop points this weekend against Chelsea, let's be fair. Um, 
and and Liverpool still got some tough games to play. Don't 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 forget that. So we cannot rule um, Spurs out. I mean, do, do you enjoy my enthusiasm for Spurs potentially winning the league? I absolutely love it, Aaron. <laughs> but do you know a good thing about it as well. Obviously, I'm talking about the title race, but I think for me as well, what's been great is that at the start of the summer, everyone was concerned about the lack of transfers mm. and the fact that you know we went with the same squad again to be where we are in February. And you look at the gap now between fourth and fifth. I don't think many Spurs fans would have imagined us to be where we are third in the Premier League and we've put ourselves in a really good position to once again qualify for the Champions League, which I know for me personally, it's not the be-all and end-all because I want to see this club go on and win trophies. But I do take into consideration that for the club as it is at the moment, in terms of the stadium, in terms of the long-term future, it's essential they have that in place and therefore we're well on our way to doing that again. And that's despite having so many players, as I've always said, out injured, the way Pochettino has been able to cope with playing away every single week. It's a credit to him where we are. And we've still got a Champions League journey still to come. A couple of great games to come against Borussia Dortmund. Yeah, certainly the Champions League is another uh, competition Spurs are in and uh, around. We are going to take a pause. Uh, don't forget, Paddy's on the decks this evening. He's got his uh, his records out. He's looking to play your track. Any specific music you like, Chris? What, what's, what's your favourite kind of music? What? I don't mind. Something nice and easy. Nice and easy? Something nice and smooth. That sounds like Craig David, doesn't it? <laughs> Craig David? <laughs> yeah, it'll do. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, any any specific bands you go to? What, what's Not on really. your CD? What's in your CD collection? Oh, I can't tell you that. <laughs> Chase, what's in your CD collection? <laughs> Mostly dirty DVD movies. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky, <laughs> Joe, I love the retro disco week. I think that's been our best one. Retro so disco yeah, week. That's was been brilliant. A brilliant. That was a great, great show. Well, tonight, Pads is going to surprise us. Get your suggestions in on Twitter at Last Word on Spurs. It's o two o eight seventy twenty five five eight. I want to know from you this evening. Are Spurs in a title race? As Ricky mentioned earlier, there are a few Spurs fans who just simply won't accept it, who don't want to accept it. There's some who completely full-on admit it and are, and are just, you know, keeping things nice and uh, nice and easy because they reckon that Spurs are still in the hunt for the Premier League title. 0208 70 Give us a bell this evening. This programme was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio, so some items may be out of date. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com. I mean, I don't know how old you are, Rick, but that reminds me of like being in secondary school. It does, yeah, yeah. Around, around that time, you know. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, you got you got your new moves and all that, you know, you're just mm. out there. What about you, Chris, you fan? Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, you know, yeah. that was that's actually a special special dedication. Pads has, has turned around to us and said, "Look, that one is for Chris." Thank you. You know, thank you very much. So I think you should be quite. We haven't found anything of Jason's Jason's <laughs> liking <laughs> yet, um, and I, I'm not. I was sure. going to say that song could be the stadium, so it's going to be ready on a January, February, March, and it just keeps going and going and going. It's, Craig David's re-release, yeah. the Spurs Stadium. Project. I mean, Craig, Craig could potentially, I don't know who he supports, but he could do <laughs> potentially do uh, something like that. Don't forget, we're taking your calls this evening. 0208 70 25 Let's go straight to the lines. John is on the line. How are you, John? I'm doing fine. How are you guys doing? Hi, John. Hello, John. Good. Yeah, I was just like, like, I was just like, discovered your show, and it's just like, 
Well, I'm like, only been a Spurs fan since the 14-15 season, and it's like I've seen the growth of this club just from since I started watching. And yes, we're very much into the title race. I think the biggest downside is the goal differential. We're just lacking the goals right now compared to City and Liverpool. Okay, so you, 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 I mean, we're talking about goal difference there. Everyone knows, you know, it's important. Yeah. I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about at the bottom of the league that it's worth another point. Yeah. Do you, do you think it's worth another point at the top of the league, and and how much of a difference is it going to make to Spurs come the end of the season? Uh, like, uh, if, if the other teams start like City and Liverpool start dropping points drastically, if it comes into a tie for the league, that's going to be the big differential. Now we keep winning our games and keep getting all three points, it's going to help us out winning the title. Yeah, interesting stuff, John. Interesting stuff. Thank you for uh, for joining us this evening. 0208 70 20 558 is the number to call if you want to have your say this evening. It's that last word on Spurs on Twitter. Don't forget, you can bang in your music requests as well. You know, P- Paddy's very, very accessible. He's very hospitable, is our producer tonight. Ricky, let's go for a, a listener question. Okay, well, John, before we head to listen questions, can I just bring in the stadium? Oh, yeah. Update? Well, do you you want to do your update? You go for it. Oh, because we've got Chris in tonight. It's almost like fate, as you said at the start of the show. Chris is in because we've had Spurs confirm today. Well, obviously, we are uh, on a Thursday night here. The podcast shows, guys, as you know, we record Thursdays. At the North London Derby on March the 2nd, we played at Wembley. No information yet on the test events. Further update, hopefully, provided in due course. Chris, what's your first thoughts to this? Um, I was very positive about it, actually. I, I, I've always said that um, I think that Tottenham would never open the stadium against Arsenal for 101 reasons. Um, so for them to move that game at Wembley, I, I wasn't at all surprised. I do think it's very good news that they haven't announced other games to be at Wembley like they have done in previous uh, stadium updates. So that could only be a good, you know, good news. And uh, I think they are very close on on sorting all of the critical systems and the safety systems. So, you know, watch this space. I think a, a club announcement could be out very soon, um, and hopefully the next one will be to say our first Premier League game at the new stadium will be X, Y, and Z, and uh, and then obviously announce the uh, the test events because obviously they've got to have the two test events before a Premier League game. My only thought on on today's announcement was I'm just pleased that it's ninety thousand for the yeah. for the derby be, rather exactly. than right. the, the caps at fifty one. So, mm-hmm. you know that that's a much better sight of Wembley. I mean, it's it's disheartening looking at Wembley when it's only the mm-hmm. even if you fill it with the fifty one thousand, that top tier just looks desolate at the moment, yeah. doesn't it? And you think oh, I can't wait to get rid of the place. So it will be good to have a pretty much a full house. Do you, do you think it's taken a shine off Wembley Spurs playing there? And obviously, every team in the Premier League is now gone there mm. some are going there twice uh, some are you know you, you've had your Newports go there your Rochdales go there Yeah, has it taken a shine off the National yeah, Stadium definitely I, think, I don't even like it at all yeah I think a lot mm. of players are frustrated with it I think uh, well certainly a lot of the fans are frustrated with it um, the travelling there the everything about it but you're right Jason with, with it being capacity crowd at Wembley um, 
if there's any game that you could choose, let, let's play our, our North London rivals uh, at Wembley and have nearly 90,000 there rather than 62 in our own stadium and, uh, and let's batter them like we did last year. What is, what is it for Dortmund, incidentally? Is that full house? Or I think is it is, yeah. Caps capacity, that's, that's full house. I, don't think, I wouldn't say it's taking the gloss off it because I think most teams that go to Wembley are going there for a cup final. Mm. And I think, you know, there, there should be gloss if the cup finals are at Bournemouth or at or at King's King's Meadows or something like that. Yeah, I mean, there four, should always be a buzz. Yeah, but there should always be a buzz around a cup final. So for me, I wouldn't say it's take. I mean, if you know the amount of Spurs fans up in arms that we weren't going to a cup final, and and you say to them, well, it would have been another day at Wembley, and that doesn't bother them. It's it's a cup final. So I think cup finals are, are different at Wembley. But I think if you was going there for a league game, even as an opposition supporter, you're thinking, oh, I mean, Southampton that night. Was it 17th, 18th of December, mm. cold night? They brought, what, about seven, 800 people yeah. and that was it. Yeah. So, uh, Let's go back to the lines. Mark is in Tottenham. Evening, Mark. Hi, yeah. Hello, Mark. Hello, Chris. How are you? Hello, Mark. Good. You? Yes, thank you. Um, yeah, it's, it's Tottenham's to lose now because all we've got to do is just keep playing and playing, get picking up the points, and in the top two, all they've got to do is just keep... If they lose it, they lose it. Do you know what I mean? We've got more chance of the pressure's not on us. I completely agree. I don't think the pressure is on us at all. I think uh, a lot of Tottenham fans don't actually see us as title contenders. You've seen that Liverpool and Manchester City um, have actually you know, lost or dropped a, a lot of points. Um, we've got to play some very good teams still up, you know, until the end of the season and uh, we just need to keep... Just keep getting the results and keep grinding them out. That's right, yeah. And um, like you say, Chris, um, it's there for them to lose. We've got to play them. And like you say, the pressure is on them, not us. Do you and think I, that I, suits I, I Pochettino, do you think, to some degree, Mark? The fact that the pressure isn't on us? Because that's my only concern that with Spurs, that we do fine when we're the ones chasing. But when we're in control, that's where we don't seem to be able to handle it that well. Would you agree with that? Um, I don't know. The thing is, with Tottenham, we go back a long time and we know what Tottenham are like. But this last season and the season before, we're grinding out results. We're playing bad and we're grinding out results. And we've got big injury problems at the moment, but they're coming back so we can only get stronger. I I must admit, I I, I wouldn't see it as as it's ours to lose because... At the end of the no, day, I think we, we can win every single game between now and the end of the season and still not win it. So, um, for me, I, th- I look at us and you, you say there's no pressure on us, but if we're to win the league, we've still got to come back from a five-point and with the goal difference, as the as the previous caller said, it's effectively a six-point difference. So, Tottenham have to win and win. And we saw a couple of years ago, didn't we? We won 12 of our last 13 mm, and right. it wasn't enough. Yeah. So, you're, you're talking about Tottenham probably having to win... 11, 12 of those 13. Definitely can't afford to lose at uh, Anfield. And Definitely well. can't, lose, yeah. can't afford to lose at the Etihad. Yeah. So there's, whilst we're doing the chasing, there's still pressure on us those days to go and get a result. And if we come away empty-handed, then, then we're out of it then. But the thing is, it, I understand that, but what I'm saying is they've still got to slip up as well. Do you know what I mean? They're not going to have a run right through and hopefully not win every single game. And we've still got to play them. And that makes a difference. That's a six-pointer every time. You made a good point there, Mark, because whatever happens, Spurs are going to have a say one way or another in this title race because we've got to play both teams. So whatever happens, Spurs are going to have a say whether it's for themselves 
or whether it's to impact Man City, Liverpool going on to win it themselves personally. Yeah. We've still got to play Chelsea and Arsenal as well, so yeah. you know we're going to have a say in the Europa League places as well. <laughs> <laughs> Great point. Brilliant stuff. Uh, Mark, thank you for, for calling uh, us this evening. It's 0208 if you want to have your say. Uh, you can come on and talk to us about Tottenham in the title race. You can come on and tell us what your favourite track is if you want. Paddy's going to be spinning another one after this break. From Ali to Zaha, we've got it covered. Love Sport Radio. I'm a scat man. I'm a scat man. Another eclectic music choice from DJ Pads. I wasn't seeing that one coming, I'll be honest. I don't think anyone did. No, no, all of us looked at each other thinking, what? I don't think anyone uh, saw that one coming. Um, Yeah, thank you very much uh, for your call earlier, uh, Mark. If you want to get in touch again, it's 0208 70 258. We're talking stadium. If you have any questions about the stadium, if you need any building work done, (laughs) yeah, phone up and Chris will give you some advice. We'll give you a quote. Give you a quote on roof cassettes and panels and... There's more to it than that. There, there's plenty. There's plenty more to it. I know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're going to keep talking. Selling rookie. I wanted to ask us, Chris, the question because Spurs have got a bit of an issue after the next two home games against Arsenal once they move on because yeah. Palace um, March seventeenth and Brighton on April the sixth will both be moved if their opponents keep progressing in the FA Cup. This is a massive concern. Yeah, um, everyone thinks, well, a lot of people think that uh, Tottenham will get in there for the Palace game. But if uh, if Palace are still in the FA Cup, then uh, that game will be moved. If Brighton progress to the semi-finals of the FA Cup, then that one will be moved as well. So there are potential problems with those two dates. Um, but that leaves Huddersfield, West Ham, Everton as the last three. Um, I really don't care who it is. I I, I would move in there tomorrow. Whenever the stadium's ready, I think Tottenham should just get in. Um, I think it will will just boost um, every fan that we have. And uh, when everyone gets in there, um, the the place is just incredible. I was very lucky to go in there the other night um, for the NFL screening that they held in the East End. And uh, I I talked to a lot of fans in there, and these were people that had never been in the stadium, went there for the very first time, they had a pint in their hand, and the excitement, you know, they were almost tears from from some of the people I spoke to. It was just unbelievable. You know, the the place when you go in there, um, the the pitch is immaculate, it's like you can eat your dinner from it, Um, you know, there's not a blade of grass out of place. Everything about it, you know, even when I I look back at the, the pictures and videos that I took, um, you know, it looks like a, a photograph. It, it just it is an amazing place. And someone actually said to me, um, how many times have you been in here? And I said, five. This is my fifth time in. And they went, do you still get the excitement and the buzz that, that I've got now? And I said, yes, I do. Absolutely. So whenever the Spurs fans enter that stadium for the very, very first time, we will all feel that. And when we all feel that, um, the emotion... Um, the anger of some people who have playing at Wembley for so long, but I think the, the Dortmund game, I think if I'm right, the Dortmund game at Wembley will be the 50th time 
that we've played at Wembley um, during this period. So that's a lot of trips. And to get everyone's emotion, anger and every bit of feeling out, um, the players will feel that. And I'll tell you what, I don't know how the, the first person who scores a goal at the new ground will feel when, when they run over to the corner. You can just imagine it. Ericsson floating one in, Harry Kane heads it in, and the place will erupt. just erupt. It yeah. really will. It'll be incredible. In, in the words of Swedish house mafia, goosebumps never lie. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the lines. Juan is calling us from Italy. Um, how are you, Juan? Hey, hey, mate. How, you, how are you? Yeah, we're, we're, we're good. What can we do for you this evening? What do you want to talk about? Yeah, yeah, no, no, I was just um, reading on social media that um, um, some fans are talking about integrity if we move back to the lane. Um, I just don't get that. You know, I'm kind of far away. You know, I'm flying to London to see the first leg of the Champions League at the, you know, at Wembley. And, you know, I'm just going to go to the lane to see the new stadium from outside, you know. And I, I, I just don't understand how... Some fans don't want to move back to the lane. That's my question, actually. Well, I have to say, I don't know a single fan that doesn't want to move back. Uh, I was talking to the boys outside. I'm desperate to get back in there, but I'm perhaps, if I was chief executive of the Premier League, I wouldn't allow it to go back because I think you've reached a stage of the season where Palace and Brighton are still in relegation battles and, and I can see the integrity of the league being compromised by Tottenham just being allowed to to go into it and giving Tottenham a boost. So I, I can see it from both point of views, but make no mistake about it. If if you said to me, can you go back in there tomorrow? I'd, I'd bite your hands off to do that, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I can see that, you know, but we've been, you know, away from home for so long. I don't know, just maybe if I'm desperate to go back to Lane and, you know, and hopefully, uh, you know, dream about winning something. I don't know. It's just um, how I feel, you know. It's like um, being so far away sometimes, you, you know, you get carried away, I, I suppose. I think you'll get carried away being Spurs fans. Sorry, Juan. <laughs> we're, we're all a collective group. We all get carried away. Juan, uh, thank you for calling us. We're going to have to move on because we've got another caller on the line. Shuban is with, uh, with us. How are you, pal? I'm good, thanks. And um, swallowing a lot of humble pie from that United game. So, yeah, I'm very humbled by that game. Why? Oh, yeah, because I was kind of giving you a little bit of um, crap on, on, on the radio that day. So oh, mate, don't worry. It's all, it's all forgotten. It's all forgotten. <laughs> don't worry about it. It is all forgotten. What can we do for you tonight? Have you, by the way, firstly, have you told Paddy what your, what your, your song choice is this evening? Have you requested a track? You no, know I, I, you know, I couldn't think of one at the moment, so um, I'm just driving at the moment. So I'll, I'll let Paddy be in, you know, yeah, let him, be, let him do his um, DLT. And, fair, fair, fair play, fair play. What can we do for you this evening, Shuban? So, well, I was uh, talking. About, I was at the Newcastle game, and because um, obviously just heard, just heard a little bit of that last caller, and um, there was a real sense of I don't know. They, we just couldn't get going. I didn't. I was in the park lane. I got there a bit late, but normally, obviously, you're, you're so used to the park lane and the shelf singing at each other. There was none of that. I just saw one geezer in a half and half skirt in the park lane, and that would never have happened at the old lane. And um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was, if it was a midday kickoff or whatever, but. There's a real sense of apathy, and obviously with the news that... Because I've heard, so I, I live around the area, so I'm, I've been told by a few guys that it's very unlikely we'll move there at the end of the season anyway. But do you, you see that, you that sense of apathy continuing? People just starting, do you know what? It's, it's on Sky, we're not going to bother going, we don't want to be at Wembley, and going from there. And I'm just wondering, 
you feel that translates? Do you think that affects the players a little bit? It's, it's, I'll take the off there. it's a funny one, Shuan, because I was in a press room at another football league round and we, we were sitting there watching the game and someone just mentioned, is the volume down or something like that on, yeah. on, on this TV or is it just really flat? And it just felt like, you know, one of those sort of energy zapping games where, where you're, you're kind of clock watching half the time. You personally are sitting there clock watching um, and, and, you know, watching... The, the the minutes just sort of fade away. I don't know what you chaps think. I, I, we've, we've said, haven't we, for a long time, that there generally is apathy there. It's difficult to get the atmosphere going. I think the more weeks that you're there, it, it drains more life out of you. And part of that, don't get me wrong, I've, I've said perhaps we haven't made as much of it as we could have done because because there's no reason for you still not to be standing up and singing just mm. because you know, the person next to you isn't. But it, it, it does seem to be a knock-on effect that the row is quiet. So if you did want to stand up and cheer, you think, oh, I don't want to look an idiot and do it on my own. So that yeah. kind of sucks the life out. And I mean, even on Saturday, you still get the uh, the mad rush for this mythical last train that's at two o'clock on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon or up past mm. two or whatever it was. So why are people rushing for a train at up past two on a Saturday? Yeah. And it's not a night game. So... I think it's, it has been really tough for us. It definitely affects the players. I think it also affects the opposition players because there isn't that intensity to the crowd. And it probably, whilst referees will always say that they're not influenced by it, there's still a different thing when, when you get a handball decision or a, or a close penalty when the whole crowd goes up for it. And yet at Wembley, you, you don't even get that, that kind of noise that... that that does something like that so I think you know it definitely does affect the way the game is played that's for sure it was a weird atmosphere I, I, I think the Newcastle game certainly was probably the worst of uh, our Wembley stint so far I actually spoke to a lot of Newcastle fans after and uh, they said to me you know Chris do you, do you you know we really feel sorry for Spurs when when the stadium is that quiet and I said it's not normally uh, you know that quiet um, I think it's the worst um, but they were extremely surprised. But again, full credit to the team because you know when the atmosphere isn't as it should be or, or as it as it has been in the past, you know, full credit to them to to grind the result out and uh, and get the win again. In a weird way, the atmosphere sometimes can work the other way. That that if Tottenham are chasing a game late on, you, if that's at White Hart Lane, the, the kind of anxiety might well spread from the from the mm. sidelines and it's you get the groans and the ums and ahs oh, another misplaced pass none of that's happening so yeah. in a weird way perhaps when we're not playing well whilst you haven't got that that underlying support you also haven't quite got the the negative feeling from the crowd because there's just nothing from the it's as if it's totally empty I think there was frustration though within the crowd of it being nil-nil mm. and uh, you know everyone's thinking what we're actually going to get our first Premier League draw this season, but I was quite confident. I, I thought we were going to get the win, and uh, we eventually did because we just don't draw games, do we? <laughs> uh, Shuban, very quickly, are Spurs in a title race? I'm going to be. I'm, I'm with Jay on this. One game at a time. I am sure. I am sure though. If we win the title, win any silverware, John will have a ton of cucumber sandwiches. <laughs> slowly, slowly, catchy monkey. Who said that? Was it Ricky Gervais? So Ricky Gervais, you said that? Slowly, slowly, catchy monkey. It was, wasn't it? it? Was Gervais, In the office. Yeah. There you go. Slowly, slowly, catchy monkey is how I uh, I capped that one off. Paddy's coming back with more of your tunes. 0208 70 20 that is the number to call. Keep those calls coming in. We've all got one, and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. 
Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. Yeah, this one was a request from Raven. I mean, he actually phoned Paddy up just to give him a request rather than talk to us. If you want to come and talk to us as well, Raven, you can do that. 0208 70 25 I, I, This is one of those ones that I have, you know, like a random playlist. And like, you know, you, you, you're in the kitchen and you're around the house, you've got the Bluetooth speaker on it, it just pops up and you're like, oh yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Very good. Chris Cowling wants a bit of Lighthouse family. Yeah. Don't know why he wants to be lifted. Lifted. We all, we all he, need a lift. He's not saying lifted. He's saying limping. We could be limping. <laughs> we could be limping. 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 I just, I never understood it as a kid. I just don't really like their music, to be honest. I don't really like their music. But yeah, keep your quests coming in. At Last Word on Spurs on Twitter. Uh, at Love Sport Radio on Twitter as well. Ricky Sex. So since we last recorded our show on Monday, we had the games that come up with Liverpool obviously slipping up. Well, I would say bottling it. I think they are gonna. I think Liverpool are gonna throw this away. I do generally believe that. Yes. I do think they are. Honestly, I, I, I cannot see. I might be wrong. I don't see Liverpool going to win this league. And then we see Man City subsequently the night after, um, going to get a result that puts them top at the moment on goal difference. So I know, Jace. I think we're all the analogy one game at a time. But as things stand at the moment, what's your thoughts on it, Jace? Leicester City Sunday. That's that's it. Just just beat Leicester on Sunday. It's can we mathematically win it? Yes, we can. But, you know, for me, if you want to be in a title race, pick up points on the pitch. Don't talk about it after the pitch because you don't get any points on the board for yapping on the radio or on, on Sky Sports or singing from the terraces or whatever. You only win it by getting points on the board and that can only happen on the pitch. So just go out, do your business on Sunday, get your win, move on to the next game. That's That's all we have to do. Did you think, Chris, after the back of what was you mentioned at the start of the show, like a very difficult week for Spurs to go out of both cups and then come back mm. with the, the three late wins in the Premier League to put us in this position? Mm-hmm. Are you surprised by how much the team, the character they've shown? Because I think many would have probably questioned it. It was such a, damn, a devastating week. I mean, I was gutted. I made no bones about it. And the fact of the matter is to have shown that character, do you think that shows that this team has got the capability? Do you think to last the full distance towards the end of the season? I've never seen Tottenham as title contenders, not, not this season anyway. And uh, I don't think um, that we will win the title. Uh, but it proves that when you win matches and you don't play very well, and like I said it's earlier, a great attribute that. You know, when, mm. when we're in February, and still to this day, I don't think that we, we've, we've got in second gear at all. Um, I think there's so much more to come from us. Um, we've, we've certainly played well. We've, we've played a lot better than this season in previous seasons under Poch. But... Um, when when people talk about um, Tottenham as a, a top four team, I think we are better than that because Pochettino's record, you know, in the last three seasons, we finished third twice and we finished second. So, you know, to even be there, we are overachieving. 
Um, we are overachieving um, under Pochettino. Certainly, with uh, you know, we we spoke before we come um, through here and uh, about us spending no money. Mm. Um, uh, very quickly, Chris, I just wanted to button on that. The angry mop has tweeted, and do you know the angry mop? No. No, fair enough. Anyway, we do. Jay, Jay, Jay does and Ricky does. The Angry Mob has tweeted in saying Spurs may be in the title race if they can get something out of Chelsea, Liverpool and City away. Yeah. And I think that's a that's a, that's a, that's a fab- fabulous point. Um, very quickly though, um, John Proctor's actually just tweeted in and said the biggest difference is goal difference. Mm. There you go. We haven't, we haven't obviously scored a, you know, a lot of goals uh, compared to the last few seasons, but... Um, I think the goal difference is, you know, you just need you just need to keep winning. You just need to keep picking the points up, and uh, like I keep saying, any good side and any any side that has won the Premier League um, games when they haven't played well, they've picked That's up so three true. points, and that is very very important this season for us. In the words of Dory from Finding Nemo, just keep winning, just keep winning, just keep winning. Good See, I'm, 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 I'm doing. How do you I'm, know these things? I'm lighthouse, <laughs> fa- I'm lighthouse family. How is, every single how is bit Finding of, Nemo like, found itself onto a Spurs fan show? That's what I'm all uh, concerned the, about. Uh, the angry mob is twitting the same. P.S. Craig David supports Southampton. Robin, however, <laughs> supports Tottenham. How are you, Robin? I'm good. I'm glad you played my tune there. Oh, it's not um, down to me, pal. I don't. I'm not the controller. I'm not on the knobs tonight, mate. I'm not on the knobs. Oh, There's yeah. one man yeah. on the knobs tonight, <laughs> and that is DJ Senator Paddy B. Yeah, no, absolutely. Anytime the brothers Johnson's on, I've got a. I've got to start putting the dancing shoes on. Oh, Definitely. what a man! What a man! Jace has got his. He got the old Cuban heels out. <laughs> 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 what can we do for you tonight, pal? Well, I mean, I'm going to say to Ricky, Ricky. Don't, st- don't st- stop dreaming, just like the Oracle said, I'm one listen, game calm, at a time. Rav, I'm calm, no. listen, I am calm. I am. I promise you I'm calm, I'm trying to take Jason's medicine. Yeah. I yeah, said it is one game at a time. We've been here too many times before, Rav. Right. We just, win, we just the, win the next game 14 times, whatever it is, <laughs> and we've won the title. Yeah, but I'm just thinking about Leicester and that's it. I absolutely agree with that. Because, you know, because we see, you know, when everybody started talking to us about us being in the title race before the Wolves game and then mm. what happened there. So it. I just want to, you know, but, you know, it's, it's, you know, I, from my perspective, I'm, you know, the thing that tires me and even today I was hearing pundits still going on about the fact, oh, they haven't got Delhi Ali, they haven't got uh, Harry Kane, it's going to be, it's going to be an issue. But we've shown consistently that, we're actually, <laughs> I think we've won, the amount of games that we've won without Harry Kane, I think our record might even be better percentage-wise of wins, better than when we do have Harry Kane in, it the, is. in the team. Well, so, did you hear, Rav, on the Monday night show, I said to Jace, you know, according to him, we won't put Kane back in this team, so we won't win the league. I'll tell you what, Raven, if, if you actually <laughs> look at it, because Kane's now, since that, that Villa game, when he, when he burst onto the scene, if you like, he's missed mm. 17 Premier League games, we've won 13 yeah. of them. And if, yeah, if you actually exactly. if you actually look at the points ratio, we're 13 points a season better off without Kane than with him. So I said, yeah. Harry Kane's cost us three league titles already. You better keep him out of the team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But no, I mean, you know, I'm I'm really I am excited about the way we're playing. I think that um, you know, and I'm I'm now even more. I'm, I mean, I remember a few weeks ago I was thinking that when all the Thing was going on about uh, Pochettino that he was going to be leaving, and I was thinking, "Oh my God, he's going!" But I can't see him leaving us now. I think he's going to be—he's going to be here. He's going to be here for a while. I think he's going to be—he's going to be our Alex Ferguson. You know, that's all I really what I wanted to say today. And just keep up 
keep up keep up the excellent podcast and the excellent radio show. That, thank you, Raven. By the way, if you need someone to come and look at the doors or your iPhones or joinery, I recommend Chris Cowling Building Services. <laughs> and the banter is he'll video it for you as well. Are they doors or are they? Birds oh, is it, in what, the what, what is that noise, Raven? Is it is it your doors? I, what is it? No, I'm, I'm, I'm at work at the moment, so I'm just going through the different doors. Would you work in a maze? Sorry, I'm swearing on you. You're not a prison <laughs> officer, are you? <laughs> <laughs> you just hear him in a minute. Lights <laughs> 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 out. Robin, top man. Thank you so much for your, uh, for your contribution this evening. It's very much appreciated. This is Love Sport Radio. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a pause. Chris Cowling'sAppartoGetSomeWD40.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com
It's the last it's one. It's the last for, one really to kind him, of crack yeah. for him. Yep. And he's done it at Manchester City as well, hasn't he? So yeah, yeah. I think and Liverpool being the I think as well as as the race goes on, Manchester City is match day thirty four, is it, or thirty five? I think there's only four. I think it might be match day thirty five, and yeah. I kind of get the feeling if City aren't within winnable distance, then if they have dropped a few points before that game, I can see them looking more at the Champions League than that. So, you know, maybe Manchester City isn't such a, a daunting task at that stage, but we'll we'll have to see. All you can do is win, you know, as we keep saying, you've got to win your games. If we lose to Leicester Sunday, oh, or it. Saturday, or Sunday rather, then we're not even answering the question. So let's, let's beat Leicester and, and keep going that way. I've got one here from Garrett Baker that in a similar line, but he says... If you were offered four points now from trips to Liverpool, Chelsea and City, would you take it? I definitely wouldn't. No, I wouldn't either. It's not th- enough, is it? It won't be enough no, to keep I you in think, the race. I think going to Chelsea three days after their cup final, and that might be the, the strange thing that day because hopefully they're given the run around by City and cup finals are draining and it could be the other way around. It could have been us having to chase City and, and then going to Chelsea on a on an emotional high or low. So I fancy us definitely to go to Chelsea and win. And then then I, I do fancy us to get a win in at least one of those other two. And I, Let's play the games, that's, that's for sure. And so I definitely wouldn't just settle for four points. I've got another question in here. This is for Live for Spurs at Van der Volks 8, who says, should we go with Kane and or Delhi on the bench for some of the games. Just imagine the fear in the opponents when they are getting prepared to come on. I think we should go with this tactic for the big games rather than play our cards, big cards, from the start. I'd rather be strong in the last 30 than in the first. I'm sure this team can keep us in the game until then. Now, we've already seen this week, Instagram, social media-wise, that Kane and Ali are back training in some degree. Whether they're going to be back before they're expected time frames we don't know I mean there's been rumours that Kane could even make a recovery as early as that Champions League game which as much as I want to see him there what I'm also cautious of we've seen again with Kane before is that when we bring him back too early and he has a breakdown it's you've got to bring his players back when they're fully ready to return but they wouldn't return unless they're fully ready um, you know, Pot- it, yeah, we know that with Pot- in, yeah. in the modern game, it's mm. all it's all about science, isn't it? And it's mm. all yep. it, it's uh, they would never ever say that you can play a game, you know, when they're not 100 percent fit. But players like Deli Ali and Harry mm. Kane, um, you know, they they're itching to get back, aren't they? They are, yeah. You know, players like that, they ju- they just want to be on the field and they want to they want to do what they do best. Harry Kane, of course, wants to score as many goals as possible and break every record there is. So they're itching to get back and they can see the games, the juicy games that are coming up, Dortmund and, you know, the Arsenal game, the Chelsea game and so on. They can see these games and they they must just be working their socks off to to get as fit as they can as fast as they can. Yeah, it's credit to Sonny because that's what we've got to say. When Son's come back, the way he's performed, mm. he's kept us alive to some degree. Mm. Him and Son, he's been incredible. Yeah, he's, he's. I mean, what a class! I mean, that the. Um, I think the there was an article the other day about him just saying like how tired he is, but he doesn't really care. He said that the other day. He, he, of course, he's tired, but he wants to help his team and uh, and win matches. And he's been a a great part of that. You know, this this last week of of those two wins. You know, he got two out of the three goals, and the fans absolutely adore him. And the the amount of world support for Tottenham Hotspur Football Club because of him is just fantastic for the club. There you have it. We got another one. Yeah, we got time for another one, Rick. Well, this is one back from Jace from the Monday Night Pod. This is from Stacey, who's coming onto our show soon. Stacey1882 says, Great pod last time out, chaps. 
good for Jay to touch on Toby and his weakness in terms of heading and also Lamella who only seems to only get a better run when he goes on games and gets injured. Dilly and his constant hamstrings is a worry. And is Davinson Sanchez consistent enough? Question mark. Voice of reason. Well, Jay, you want to answer it? I think Davinson Sanchez is not quite at his very best at the moment. But, but Davinson Sanchez has had a period out the team and then he's in amongst the switch to back fours and back fives. Again, he's he's one that's not playing every single week. And I think with, with every single one of our players, Lucas Moras, Eric Lamellas, Harry Winks, Eric Dyers, lots of them, they play a lot better when they they know their names on the team sheet and they get in that real consistent run. So I, I think Davinson Sanchez is, is, is an excellent player for us and, mm. and he's going to be a, a massive player for three or four years for us. I do think he's... He's perhaps his weakness. I've, I've mentioned Toby in the air. I think Devinson Sanchez, for a, for quite a physical player, does sometimes get muscled out of it a little bit too easily, whether he just gets caught off balance or something like that. And it, the Rondons and the Mitrovic's are the, the people that have given him problems, which surprises me because you, you kind of think he's, his problem would be the, the Nippy Aguero mm. types, your Raheem Sterling's, rather than the physical ones. I'd, I'd expect him to relish the physical battle. He's still very young, though. Yeah, and he, oh, he's absolutely. Still, he's still got a lot to learn. Mm. And uh, what better people to learn it from, you know, being being by the side of uh, Toby and Jan. Yes. Yeah, and with with Potter as well, you know, being the manager. And, you know, of course, even being a, a defender in his career, he's only gonna he's only going to learn more and uh, he'll get better and better. And I think he'll be a fantastic player in the future for Tottenham. Same with Foyth, isn't it? You yeah, know, he, exactly. he's got the learning to do. But I think centre halves as well. You can't. You have to make your mistakes to mm. to, to learn. But yeah, um, yeah I, I'm very excited about him for the next three or four years. That's for sure, Davinson. The interesting point will be is in the summer when I think we all know it's going to be. A, a, you know, it's almost a cast iron certainty that Alderweireld is going to go when that 25 million bid comes in. If Pochettino looks at Foyth and Sanchez and deems one of them to be ready to step up, or if he thinks no. I still need to go out and buy a proven centre-half to come in in his place. That's going to be an interesting decision for Pochettino in the summer. I think it's quite an easy one because, let's be honest, Devinson Sanchez steps up I last like year. I like Sanchez. Yeah. I think he's yeah. only going to get better with games. That's but, the truth. That's the reality. But we saw it, you know, as I said last year, when, when Toby was out for, for, what, three months injured and then couldn't get into the, the side when he came back, Davinson was the f- on the team mm. sheet playing week in, week out. He got himself into a rhythm, and let's be fair, he had a he had a brilliant debut season for us, Davinson Sanchez. Yeah. So I, I I don't think it's a problem. Fourth, I think, is the bigger step up because we have seen in every single game there is that that tendency for the the switch off moment, the uh, something a little bit daft in him. But he'll get better with age. But uh, Davinson, I don't have a worry about for next year at all. So for you, you would not look to centre-backs in the summer. You keep faith and believe he's the one that's going to step up. Well, I think he'd take Toby's place in my first 11. You'll still need to bring one in, though. Because if Toby goes out, you've got to go into the season with four. You can't go in with three. There you have it. We're going to uh, take a pause. It's time for us to switch off for a bit, actually. It's time for a bit of, you know, sort of just a, a tranquil atmosphere in the studio. Going to light some candles, some joss sticks, and, and have some... Dolphin music playing in the background whilst you get your news uh, from the Sky News Centre. We're back after 8 o'clock, taking your calls 0208 70 25 Come on and have a chat about Spurs with us. 
Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Win the cup, 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 win the cup. Win the cup. No, you're supposed European to, cup. You were supposed to just add. This is a duet. <laughs> you're supposed to. When I say win the cup, win the cup, win the cup, you're supposed to say European cup. Win the cup, win the. We'll cup, get it now, Darren. Before the uh, final, we'll get it now. I promise. I won't buy your CD. You two. <laughs> <laughs> Would you buy one of Jason's though? Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> everyone will. Everyone will buy one of Jason's uh, special uh, special CDs. I don't know where you meet him for them, but uh, <laughs> you can privately DM him. Yeah, we're not giving that number out on the no, show. No, pri- pri- privately DM him. Um, you know, and just see if you can do a bit of uh, bit of business with him. Good evening. It's Love Sport Radio with the last word on Spurs podcast. Um, I've I've introduced him. We had a fun first hour, didn't we? It's always fun. It's always fun. It's always fun. Time flies when you're having fun. Uh, that's the voice of Ricky Sachs. Uh, to my left, I've got uh, YouTube Supremo Chris Cowlin, the man who knows his way around Tottenham's ground better than the people at Tottenham, to be fair. Um, and down the middle, we've got the uh, the DVD king. <laughs> Chase McGovern. My pal. I am, mate. You're, you're, you're in very happy mood this week since that, that West Ham result for some reason. You seem a bit more buzzy and, and lifted this week. Really? Yep, you do. You, you're definitely a bigger smile on your face each time that, 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 that Scouse team gets a mention tonight. You hey, see the look, big smile. and I'll tell you something. Spurs win the league, I'll be the happiest man around, pal. You're taking us all to Chick King, aren't I'll, you? I'll, the, I'll take you all down the, the Chick King. Party. I will buy Chick King out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll finish him off. Game over. Shout out to the boys down there, by the way. Doing a, doing a marvellous job, isn't that right, Chris? I always go in there. You always pop in yeah, there, don't you? What's, what's your order? Oh, a couple of pieces and chips. A couple do. of pieces and yeah. chips. Very, keep it simple. Keep it simple. Very yeah. nice. Very, Very nice. nice. Shout out the boys down the Chicken. So, yeah, if, if Spurs win the league, that's where I, that's where the last word on Spurs' official <laughs> title-winning party will be, the Chick King. Might have to extend it a little bit if Just we're going to get some bit. people in there. Well, yeah. what we do, we'll whack a gazebo on the front. <laughs> 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 Either that, we'll just get them to cater it, which would be brilliant. You know, the Chick King catering. It's, it's, it's absolutely world class. Five past eight across the capital. This is Love Sport. Let's um, let's crack on. Uh, Ricky Sachs, you wanted to jump on about 
Christian Eriksen? Yes, there's been some reports this week that Spurs are potentially looking at Leicester City midfielder James Madison as a repl- say the word replacement for Christian Eriksen. That even me saying it doesn't seem to make much sense because Madison's only still in his first full season in the Premier League. He's been a great start for Leicester, but in truthful, Jace, this is my always been my biggest concern about Spurs that if we are to let Eriksen go. Do we trust the current ball to spend the money wisely? And although Madison's made a good start to his Leicester career, I'm just not too sure he would be the answer long term at this moment in time. We don't know if he'll if he'll be good enough. You know, we've we've heard all this this business of nonsense before of oh, is this the player to take us to the next level? And we have missed some some good players. You know, is James Madison as good as Christian Eriksen at the moment? Not in a million years is he as good as Christian Eriksen now. Would he be in two, three years' time as good as Eriksen is now? It's impossible to say. I actually don't think... I think Eriksen will be at Tottenham next year. And I I, it wouldn't surprise me if... Because I think the whole thing with, with Madrid and Spain, I don't think Christian Eriksen's on top of there transfer list I think they're looking at your Neymars or Eden Hazard or someone like that first and Christian Eriksen if, if they go for Neymar and it costs them 200 million they won't have the money to take Christian Eriksen and things like that I also don't see Christian Eriksen actually as a Real Madrid style signing because technically he's fantastic Christian Eriksen but but Florentino Perez tends to want this this signing that that will also sell shirts. South and he's American, got all the big, South American, yeah, all the big commercial appeal. Yeah. And Christian Eriksen isn't that. Christian Eriksen just gets on with his football, doesn't he? Play, plays his football, goes home. There's no no stupid haircuts. There's no silly dances when he scores. There's no tattoos. Nothing like that. So it, you you can't see Christian Eriksen selling loads of shirts for Real Madrid, which is what they want. I think. The one thing that's going to save Christian Eriksen from going to Real Madrid is someone down the road, and that's Eden Hazard. And I think yep. they're going to break the bank for Hazard now. I really just... It, all, all the sort of smells coming out of uh, uh, Chelsea right now that Eden Hazard is, is going to be heading off. Whether that happens or not, who knows? But, you know, let's be fair, it's warmer over there, yeah, isn't it, than, yeah. than, than over here. Yeah, but I think even Eden Hazard might have to wait because if they... I think maybe his choice number two on the list and if they get Neymar they won't take Neymar and Eden Hazard so I think the Neymar deal will be the the trigger for some if they take Neymar then maybe Barcelona are under pressure then to come up with a big name uh, and maybe they would go Ericsson but even then what I kind of see is I think Christian Ericsson will end up maybe signing just a, a two-year extension and there may be a Toby style get out clause that if somebody comes and pays X and it is one of those two clubs he can go. But I actually think Ericsson will still be there next year. Hopefully. I, th- I think Ericsson would actually be the hardest player to replace at Spurs um, if he left. Um, I think that we could replace most other players, but a, a Christian Ericsson, I don't think we could replace uh, very quickly at all, if at all. It's just funny, Chris, you made that comment. Because we had many people also mentioned Jermaine Genius brought it up mm. and Liverpool fans were saying very similar about Philip Coutinho we mentioned this point on the show recently that if we was to lose Ericsson and say we did invest that money wisely and we did look to strengthen areas of the squad which are weak which I look at full backs central midfield the second striker if we was to go and solidify those areas bring in better players than what we already have mm-hmm. do you think as a squad we'd be more stronger because I have discussed in the last couple of weeks even the last couple of months that the squad at the moment is whilst we have got some great individual players there that collectively as a group we do seem to make 
individual errors in big, big games, and it costs us time after time. And I just wonder whether, you know, with a couple of additional players in there, a fresh bit of blood, winners in this squad, whether that may change things. General, like we've seen Liverpool at the moment, all right, they're, you know, they're hanging in in a title race, but they look a stronger squad than what they were 12 months ago. Yeah, but... It, it... You know, for the last what hour or so, we've been talking about whether Tottenham can win yeah. the league. Yeah, yeah. If you're talking about Tottenham winning the league and being in the top four, you need people like Christian Eriksen. Oh, of course you do. So yeah, he he needs to be a Tottenham player, and you know he's involved in so much. And when you take him out of the team, mm. it's very obvious that we miss him. We really do. And I I can't see anybody uh, in Europe, even if we if, even if we did go out and spend ridiculous amounts of money, I can't see that. Uh, who we would replace him with. So I'm a big Christian Eriksen fan, and I totally agree with you, Jason. With you don't get any, you don't get any rubbish. You don't get any um, no uh, commercialism with exactly, him. Exactly, exactly. He just, he just gets on, and, plays gets on his game. And, and he loves his, he, he loves his football. And I think another point, and I'm sorry to keep going back to the stadium. Um, that's why I feel that it's so important that Tottenham play a game at least. Um, in the Premier League yeah. this season. Want to get the feel of it. Because players, as to soon as they belief. get that, yeah, yeah. that feeling of, um, you know, when the fans go in, when the players go out on the pitch and they look around, it is the wow factor. It, mm. is, it is incredible. So when players will feel that in our stadium, when it comes to signing contracts and, and, and thinking, am I staying at Spurs? I don't think there'd be any doubt. <laughs> and for any potential signings as well, you know, any potential signing to visit that stadium, they will know that Tottenham Hotspur mean business for the future. Plus, they'll all get a nice bit of cheese afterwards as well. <laughs> uh, Dustin, we'll be with you next. We're going to take a, uh, a short pause. This is Love Sport. This programme was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio, so some items may be out of date. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com. What a tune. No? Yeah? I'm just trying to get over Ricky's his dreams that he's just been well, talking we're, we're about. We're going to come up with a worry there. Very quickly there. Our producer tonight is actually, he's a Manchester United fan. He's also a Celtic fan. Uh, our producer, Paddy. I asked him whose walkout track this is. Paddy, you just shot yourself in the foot. Rangers walk out to this, mate. <laughs> his face now. <laughs> Rangers walk out to this. Uh, a Brooks. What, what, what a banger. What a banger. Bit of Tina Turner. Um, yeah, we were just talking uh, about the myth that if if you eat cheese before you go to sleep, does it affect your dreams? And Ricky's shared a dream with us. Um, That's it's not broadcastable. Not, no, definitely not broadcastable. <laughs> um, but it involves an act of, of <laughs> you know, uh, well, <laughs> well, um, you know, it's it's definitely going in the wedding speech. I know that <laughs> it's going in the wedding speech. It's going in the wedding speech. It's go, it's going in it's going in Best the wedding speech that's in, sure. in the guest book of of, of some sort. Yeah. Um, let's turn to a caller. In fact, you know what? I want to put this question to Dustin. Dustin, have you ever eaten cheese before you've gone to bed? And what have been the uh, what have been the ramifications afterwards? 
Well, yeah, uh, that, that's a little personal. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You've been having the same dreams as Ricky by the sound of it. <laughs> exactly. I, 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 I've, I've never eaten cheese before I went to bed, but I, I, I'm sure my wife would have let me know uh, if, uh, if, if, if I had. So, uh, Dustin, no, no, are you, nothing like that. Nothing are you like on that. Twitter? I, I, I'm not on Twitter right now, no. No, but, but I, you, I, do, I, do you I, have I, an account on Twitter? Right. Evo 1980. What I want you to do is... This is what I want you to do. I want you to pop down to Walmart or somewhere like that. Get yourself a nice bit of cheddar, mozzarella, gorgonzola, whatever you want. Have like a have a cheese toasty before you go to sleep tonight. And I want you to tweet at Last Word on Spurs tomorrow and let us know what you dreamt of. <laughs> Very you simple. You got it. We'll, we'll do. It better be this, It better be Spurs lifting silverware. That's all I can Well, no, oh. you can you can dream of... You, you can tell us whatever. I mean... That would be an act of pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. What can we do for you this evening, uh, Dustin? Thanks for calling in, pal. Well, for, first of all, it is great. It is it's great to be on the show uh, with this esteemed panel. And love you guys. Oh, I love you too. You thank you. So thank you guys. And Chris, also, with all of your video updates, it's been great. Just kind of uh, thank you. count down the days so we can get over there and see it. So, But got a quick question for you guys. Um, you know, we've been grinding out the results. And uh, obviously, Miss Harry and Delhi. But one of the things that have really kind of stood out to me is we've been playing differently. We've learned to play differently. Uh, and that's something that we constantly have talked about in the past, about seeing Poch adjust. And I'm almost wondering, is this kind of the silver, like a silver, uh, like a silver lining on the cloud? Uh, you know, we've lost two of our, 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 our top goal scorers, but we've learned to adjust, playing with the back three, playing with the back four. Um, do you think this is something that's going to allow us to push on uh, the rest of the season, the ability to kind of adjust uh, to different tactics as the game sees. I think the big, the big, the big thing that the the, the loss of Kane and, and Delhi has given us is it it gives confidence to the squad that, that they're not sitting there with a lack of belief and, and they see a Harry lose from the team and they don't immediately think oh we're in trouble now as the whole media world tell us we will do. They just think somebody else will come in and do the job and that that creates a fantastic feeling around the whole squad. The, and it creates belief in the squad. You've seen how um, how players have been praising the likes of Musa Sissoko. They've been praising the role that Lorente's come in and done. It may not be pleasing on the eye. It may not be the role that supporters want. But I've said about Lorente this season, when you, you look at the, the, the couple of goals he scored and the impact he's had on games, if we'd have played £40 million for a player as a backup striker and he'd have done half of what Lorente's done this season, we'd be singing his name from the rafters every week. And yet, mm-hmm. you know, this is a bloke that's come in and he has changed three or four games this year for us that have all seen us win. He's come on and scored goals. What do you want from these players? And and I think that the rest of the squad look at that and think, do you know what? If Lorente plays Saturday, there's no reason why we can't win a game. And that's the advantage of, of those players missing games for us. Yeah, Lorente's done uh, pretty well when mm. he's come in. And uh, it must be very, very hard for a striker constantly see another striker just keep banging in goal after goal after goal. And uh, But it's very important that when players do get injured, um, other players come in, do the job, and uh, you know just get the job done. Um, but I think us winning ugly, I think, is a, a full credit to, to Pochettino because... Um, in in recent seasons, you know, there, there's a lot of games that we've won this year that w- we would have perhaps drawn, you know, in previous times. So um, he has learnt to to win ugly, and uh, and that's why we're up there. And you know, people forget we we've actually won the same amount of Premier League games as Liverpool, 
And look mm-hmm. how much money they've spent. And I'm sorry to keep going back to the, the whole money thing, but when, when, pl- when teams spend so much money and you've got a club like us that have spent absolutely nothing, it's, you know, it's down to sheer hard work. But, but that's why, you know, right now, I think Jurgen Klopp's under more pressure than any other manager yeah, in the Premier League. Any yeah. other manager in the Premier League. Because the board at Liverpool, FSG, have clocked, if we don't back this man, we will lose him. A Barcelona, I think a Bayern, personally. But but, we, I think he'll go back to some, some, somewhere but like but a Bayern. But you should be under pressure when you're but, spending that amount no, wait, of money. Wait, they weren't spending that money. Don't forget, when he first came in, he didn't touch the squad in the first transfer window. It was then in the second transfer window where he started to make altercations. But... They've they've had to be really smart how they do things. They're still looking to pick up players on the cheap. It's only in the last two transfer windows, or three seasons, sorry, two, three seasons, where they've actually gone and spent really, really big bucks because I think they recognise that they've got to they've got to spend to keep the manager, you know. And and I mean mm-hmm. they they don't win a trophy this year. I wonder. I really, mm-hmm. really, really wonder. I think he'll be safe because I think I don't know who else is out there who they can bring in. Who will do uh, 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 as good a job as Jurgen Klopp has done in, in transforming the way they play? Dustin, very quickly, you got a uh, you got a track for for Paddy tonight? Uh, you, you know what? You you can never go wrong. You can never go wrong with. Um, you know, actually, I don't tonight. I don't. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm oh, not well, ready. Nice. I, I was going to go by. La, I was going to go by La Mos by Enrique Iglesias. Go back to a little 1999. A bit of Enrique. Uh, oh. Little Enrique Iglesias, yeah. Yeah, we 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 can do something along those lines. That's not a problem. <laughs> Don't forget the cheese kind of diaries. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I can't I can't wait to post about it. Can't wait to post. At about last it, word on Spurs on Twitter. Drop us a drop us a message, and I tell you what, we'll feature it in next week's show. Dustin, you're a gentleman. Enjoy yourself. Have a good one. Have a good sleep tonight as well. Thank you <laughs> for joining us. O two o eight seventy twenty five five eight. Have you ever had problems with cheese? No. No, you're you? che- you're a cheese fan. Yeah, yeah, Joe's cheese fan. One of my favourite foods, man. Yeah, Ricky, cheese fan. I like cheese. Cool. Right on the back of this, I'm going to be telling you which cheeses to eat for specific dreams. Stick around; it's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> We've all got one, and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter, or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. Gents, I don't know if you've ever heard this one. So, so like a single by Kanye. No, it's not. It's this is whale music. It's specifically designed for like you know sleeping and relaxation. You know, so you, you put this on, get the old surround sound going, and you nod off to sleep. Jace, it's working for Jace. It's working for Jace. Very good. But I've just picked up an article. Which um, t- can we can we keep this on in the background just in case anyone's like, yeah, no, just, okay, I'm gonna take you a bit, a bit more of a softer tone now. Um, so there's different cheeses now that produce different types of dreams, and I, I've, I've picked up this article and I've read it, and it's it's amazing. So. Just going through, like, there's, there's four types of cheese which you've got to look at, which produce different characteristics to your dreams. The first one is cheddar. The, the, I mean, I, I love a cheddar. I'm, I'm a mature cheddar kind of guy. What about yeah, you? Same. Cheddar? Cheddar? Farmer's mature, yeah. Farm, oh, farmer. Upper farmers. middle class there. Upper bit. He voted Remain. 
Right, here we go. Cheddar cheese tended to produce dreams about celebrities, including sitting in a pub with Katie Price and playing football with Paul Gascoigne. Cast members from popular soaps like Coronation Street and Emmerdale also made appearances in cheddar-induced dreams. Now, what I'm saying, they didn't just imagine this stuff up. They actually tested people with these things. Next one, Red Leicester. Are you a Red Leicester fan? Yeah. I'm not. It's too, it's too mellow for me. So. I've hated Leicester ever since they won the title. <laughs> <laughs> it caused uh, nostalgic dreams often relating to childhood, whilst Lancashire cheese, never had that, produced dreams about work, which could arguably be termed a nightmare for some people. Definitely not definitely that one then. No. Next one, Stilton. Yeah? Like a bit of Stilton, right? It's okay. Yeah, not, not Oh, wonderful, mate. Yeah, Stilton. he's, he's still wonderful. Uh, Stilton cheese pr- produced the most vivid, unusual, and downright strange dreams. These included talking soft toys, lift that moves sideways, and soldiers fighting each other with kittens instead of guns. Not nightmares, but certainly very off-the-wall dreams. Stilton could be a great choice if you work in a creative environment and require some story feel. I know where, what we're all going to be eating this evening. Uh, and uh, finally, of all the cheeses eaten, Cheshire cheese led to a peaceful night's sleep without any dreams at all. So if you want a peaceful night's sleep with no interruptions, this is the cheese for you. So get yourself some Cheshire cheese. I mean, Ricky Sachs' dream was absolutely unbelievable. I just worked out as well. I told you about the Harry Kane Jr. Yeah, dream. yeah. I was telling you about a dream I had the other week, very simply, where um, we, we were in Spurs in Uganda, all of us, you know, who, who usually come and do the show. And they built like a new camp style third tier or fourth tier onto the top of it. So it's all like open air. We've gone and, and, and we're watching the football and it's Harry Kane Jr. who's scoring. And and it was just very, very strange indeed. So I must have had some... Um, Dairy Lee you've been eating, mate. <laughs> <laughs> baby bells, yeah, mate. Let's just go with Chris, though. Is he, any plans to build an expansion on the stadium? Is that ever an option for the future? Oh, let's get in there first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> talking about expansion. Think of all them roof cassettes that need to be shifted. <laughs> That's more videos. Uh, there, there you, you go, go no There you go. Well, you're... Stru- mate, I'll tell you what, yeah. You need some content. You need to be eating some Stilton. Yeah. yeah. yeah I can't wait to put the video out on the, uh, the cheese room. You know, Jason would be there scoffing away, wouldn't he? There you go. Bag of, <laughs> bag of cheese and onion crisps, mate. That's, that's, that'll be what it'll be. Um, 0208 70 We're taking your calls this evening. Our Spurs still in a title race and your cheese-related stories. Um, Ricky? I don't know where to go after this. I've got to be honest. Where do, where do you go after you've had a cheese debate on a bloody Spurs show? We're going to go ahead to Leicester. By all means, in the next well, half hour to go, big game at the weekend. We've discussed the fact that one game at a time. And Jace Leicester, we've never been massive, massive fans of them. And I suppose the question is, Vincent Janssen, we heard the news last week that Pochettino is going to give him a squad number. He's going to bring him back into the fold. I know we briefly touched up on it on Monday night to the degree of saying how many games do you think he'll get. Do you think he may be on the bench for this one at the weekend? No. No, don't, don't sit unless... Unless we got more injuries, um, so is that far down still the pecking order for you that you wouldn't even think you'd be in the squad now for the foreseeable end of the season? I, I can't see us having Lorente and Jansen on the bench. Um, we had no. I, I honestly don't think we'll see him on the bench yet. Mm. Um, I think we got enough players with with Moras, with Son, with Ericsson, with Lorente, with Lamella that that he'll. I don't think Pochettino really wants him on the bench at all. I think it's it's one of those decisions, look, there's an empty place and we've got a player here that we're paying, what, 30, 35 grand a week for. So you might as well use that, that place up. But no, I, I, 
I, I don't think we'll see too much of him. That's you know what's sure. staggering, Chris? I don't know if you've seen as well. I don't know if it's just Spurs fans, but when a player's out of the team, their value just seems to grow. Now, everybody can't wait to see Vincent Janssen again in the Spurs shirt. I just, it's a really bizarre one, because even when Soko was out for a period, when he wasn't that great, everyone was you know, excited to see him come back. And it does seem that players that don't always perform that well, when they've been out for a sustained period, think they're going to change. Do you think Janssen, there still could be a future for him, ironically, after all this? Um, I think it was a nice touch of Pochettino to say that you know welcome him back in the squad. I think when you're when you're paying somebody's wages, you've got to use them. You've got to you've got to have them there uh, in some way, shape, or form. But um, I agree with Jason. I, I can't see him being on a bench, and I can't see him um, being used very much, if at all, um, until the end of the season. I think if if we had uh, bad injuries again. Um, perhaps he might come into to, to the fold, but um, the way that Sonny's playing as well, and and you know, of course, uh, Kane and Ali, you know, be back soon as well. Um, I just can't see it. Um, but I, I I don't really see that there is a future for Vincent Janssen at Spurs. Um, you know, when he when he when he signed for us, you know, apparently he was this you know fantastic striker from the Dutch league, scored lots of goals, blah blah blah. And every single Spurs fan, you know, you you will every player on, and you want them to do well. But it just didn't happen, did it? Boat's passed. Yeah. Boat has passed for. Uh, but it's an option. It's an option, and you know, <laughs> boat's passed. There's an option. You can still have it. It's an option if we need it. Yeah. It's, it's nice that it's there. If we need it. God, Chris, use that phrase. It's just like a new signing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not, no, it's not that. <laughs> Um, Gareth has tweeted in saying, what a great point that was from the US. We've had a few US-based calls tonight, so uh, let us know which one. If it, was a che- if it might have been the cheese point. We don't might know be, what- it might have been Dustin and the cheese. You know, top man Dustin. Uh, Jason has asked, can we have some Ain't No Stopping Us Now by McFadden oh, and Whitehead? like that one. Fantastic tune. words. Not you. All right. Not you. God, there's more than one Jason. Know, this is what happens with this Oracle stuff. You want to watch it, well, guys. Well, he looked at me when he said it. I was looking out there. Oh, right, okay. Looking yeah. through me, then. <laughs> <laughs> Look right through. Like he does for most of the show. <laughs> uh, can we have some eight? No, stopping us now. McFadden and Whitehead. Shoeban has tweeted in saying, as last one on Spurs, always a good listen. Hope we can turn up the volume to 11 on Sunday. Hashtag one, eight, uh, one game at a time. Hashtag, hashtag softly, softly catchy monkey. And who knows? Hashtag cucumber. Sa- There's a lot of hashtags. I'm getting really confused here. Paddy, keep rinsing them tunes. Well, Paddy is going to keep on rinsing them tunes. We are going to have your opposition view as well. Former Leicester City winger Matt Piper will join us. And hopefully he'll be telling us what his favourite cheese is. From Ali to Zaha, we've got it covered. Love Sport Radio. The opposition view on Love Sport. Yeah, time for the opposition view. Delighted to welcome on former Leicester City winger uh, Matt Piper onto the show. How are you, Matt? How you doing, Aaron? You all right, mate? All good, all good. I'm not sure if you heard our little uh, our little chat pre um, the break. I did, uh, about cheeses. Well, yeah, we were just talking about cheeses and, you know, before bed. And I wanted to know if you've had any, if you've had any mares on like a match day resulting from the consumption of cheese before you go to bed. I've had, mate. I've had plenty of mares on match day. I don't know if, the, if, if I don't know if they're down to eating cheeses the night before, but I've definitely had plenty of mares. But my favourite cheese has got to be Red Leicester, hasn't it? Oh, is it Red Leicester? It's got to be, hasn't it? Oh, fair. Red Leicester, sorted. Um, my missus is a chef though, and she often puts this one in front of me that looks a bit weird. Never tasted it, but it's, is it called Wensleydale? 
I, I, I'm, I'm not familiar. Well, Jace is nodding. Jace is very much. Uh, yeah. Wallace and Gromit is Wednesday Dow, isn't it? Don't they have yeah. Wednesday Dow on that? I thought cheese, that's where they live. It's got cranberries <laughs> in it. I can't uh, eat a cheese with fruit in it. No. No. Well, I mean, that's what I've, I've, I, I found it weird. Once at like an ex-partner's house, I mean, you could tell, you could tell they were up a middle, yeah. Because after, <laughs> after you've had dinner, they've whipped out cheese and grapes, and I'm sitting there going. I don't, I don't, it's not lunchtime yet, you know, like, it's not primary school lunchtime, but get the sticky toffee pudding out, Trisha, what are you doing? Wasting yes, time. Yeah, the jam pole Exactly, there. exactly. Well, just to very quickly let you know, Red Leicester uh, causes nostalgic dreams often related to childhood. So, there oh, you really? have it. Yeah, well, yeah, it's legitimate, it's legitimate. It Learn something every day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what have Leicester learned in the past uh, few weeks? Of course, they were beaten by uh, by Manchester United. At the weekend, a goal to a really sort of tough one, probably for Leicester to take, and they're in the midst of like a really difficult run of fixtures. Of course, being beaten by yeah. Wolves, they drew against Liverpool, they lost against Manchester United, they got Spurs on Sunday, and then it's another tough one at home to Crystal Palace on the twenty third. Mm. But you just you just wonder. I mean, for me, Claude Puel just seems to be on this sort of, you know, scale every week where one week he, he's, he's, you know, king and one week he he's, he's looks like he's in for the chop. Um, what have you made mm. so far? Mate, it's a difficult one for me because, as you say, he's on a roller coaster at Leicester City, to be honest. And, and the bad news for Tottenham is normally, of late, we play better against the better sides. We definitely put in bigger performances. I thought we deserved something more out of the game against Manchester United at the weekend. I thought we created enough chances. Um, and it's the sides that are around us or below us that we seem to struggle against. When they put a block in against us um, and we can't seem to have the invention to get past it. But against the big teams, when we're sitting in with the block, uh, the way he sets the team up is sort of the lesser of old under Ranieri, and we use Vardy's pace on the break, and Damari Gray and Madison, and young Harvey Barnes, who's come into the team, who's looking really good, if I'm honest. He was flying at West Brom. The manager's brought him back. Um, So we've got plenty of threats up the pitch, and it seems to work better when we play against the better sides. Talk to me about Yuri Tielemans. He's someone who, funny enough, we, we we actually moved on to cheese as a topic too quickly. But before before that, we were talking about Christian Eriksen and his long term future, and he's a player I can just see in a Spurs shirt. You know, I just I just really have this feeling yeah. that that he does well on like a bit of an audition for Leicester uh, and Monaco slide out of League One, then um, then you know you could see him in a Tottenham shirt. What have you made of that transfer? Good bit of business. I think it is, and uh, and like you said, I mean, definitely, because initially we were going to sign him um, with a stipulation in the contract saying that we could have him for a certain price at the end of the season if we wanted him. Um, and just before the deal got done, that got taken off the table, um, and that's obviously because they're they're using this as a his time at Leicester as a bit of a shop window. I think, hoping that he comes in for the last twelve thirteen games, does well. Um, and then someone like a Tottenham will probably come in for him. I don't know too much about him, to be honest, and we've not seen him yet because it was a bit of a surprise for me. In the Man United game, he was eligible to play and Claude didn't even put him in the squad. Um, So I'm hoping to see him this weekend, though, at Spurs. Matt, Ricky Saxer, I hope you're well. Just you mentioned Claude Peel there. I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Good, 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 lovely. Um, You mentioned Claude Peel there. Just want to get your thoughts on his managerial future because... 
I think it's fair to say that it's been games where you know he's, he's got some great results for Leicester during his period there so far, short tenure at the moment. But you know, some fans still haven't warmed to him. So, where do you stand on the manager, and where do fans stand in long term? Is this a big game in terms of that possibility about the manager keeping his job? Yeah, it's li- it's so toxic down there at the minute, Richie. It's literally split down the middle. Um, you've got half the guy, half the fan base that really like him. I'm on that side of it with Claude Pouard. I think I've seen enough from him. And the fact that he's brought all these youngsters into the side um, and he's, he, he has got an identity. This is the problem. The people that don't like him, they don't just don't like him. They, they hate him and they want him gone immediately. Um, and then you've got the guys like me that are a little bit frustrated with with his tinkering of the squad and some of his um, in-match decisions and substitutions. But I, I feel his long-term plan, I, I feel, before sadly the chairman lost his life, I feel they signed the contract with Claude um, with the fact that he was going to come in and have a, probably a three-year plan, the length of his contract, and break up the Premier League winning side and try and give it a new identity and move it on and play more high possession based football and if you look at it and what he's actually doing and and flood the side with youngsters I think that's what he's managed to achieve so far and you know you know Ricky when you play a lot of young players you are going to get inconsistencies in the performances so I think we've got to be a little bit more patient with him and I think he will get us to where we want to go it's part of the problem with that, the, the re- remains, if you like, in the dressing room of probably three of the big players of, of Wes Morgan, Kasper Schmeichel and Vardy. Yeah, 100%. And I, like, this is a little bit, because I work on the radio down here, so when I say this, I get hammered by the guys that want Puel out. I don't think Puel sets his team up for a striker like Jamie Vardy. No. He doesn't like to play on the counter-attack normally. I mean, he's had to do it against the big sides because you're sitting in. But if he left Jamie Vardy out the side, it would be like committing managerial suicide. So he's he's having to play him at the minute, but he wants a striker. He did the same thing at Southampton with Shane Long. He didn't really play him, didn't want him in the side. He likes a striker, more like Charlie Austin. We build play, you come, you link, then you get yourself in the box, we get the ball wide and we try and Hit the hit the target man in the box, and we try and create chances like that. And I think it just isn't fitting at the minute with with Jamie Vardy um, in his team. But it's such a difficult job trying to move a legend of the club like that on when so many of the crowds still think you should you should build the team around him. Hello, mate. It's Chris here. Um, obviously, Tottenham. Tottenham beat Leicester in December in the Premier League at the King Power. Um, yeah. You've been doing well against the, uh, the, the the better teams in the Premier League. Um, yeah. And Spurs have been grinding out results in the last couple of games. The game at Wembley, how do you see it going? Uh, I was at the game at the King Power against Tottenham. And we were in it for parts of it. But I thought Tottenham, when they sort of went up a different gear within the match, I thought, and that's when they really took the game from us. And I thought they were class that day. Um, and Leicester just couldn't live with them on that occasion. But of late, obviously, we beat Manchester City, played well against Liverpool. I thought we played well against Manchester United. We we beat Chelsea away. Um, but Claude's made some funny decisions. It, 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 was, it was obvious 
that uh, uh, we played Southampton and at home recently and he set up a really defensive team uh, and that's what he's got his good results doing against top teams lately. But when you're at home and you set up in a defensive three, you play Chowdhury, who's coming to the team, done really well, but a defensive midfielder, Mende and Indida. And there's just not the creation there to break down the team. But I think he'll go back to that on Sunday. He'll play with them three. Um, I don't think we'll see Tillemans. And I think he'll sit in and he'll look to use the pace of Gray. Um, he might play Ricardo higher up the pitch, who's had some joy this season further up the pitch. And obviously Vardy's pace on the break. And I think Leicester could, could nick it, mate. What, what's gone wrong for Ianacho there? Because, you know, when, when City got him, I thought he might be the the young, hungry type of striker, Defoe-style striker that, that Tottenham would have gone for uh, and would be would happily come to, to back Kane up and have an impact. But it seems to have just gone completely flat for him there. Yeah, I mean, of late, I mean, I feel sorry for him uh, of late. Um, he, he looks like a young boy that's just totally drained of confidence. Um, and what his problem has been is because Claude plays with this one up front I don't think Iheanacho is the guy to when Vardy's been injured or out the team obviously he's the number one but when he's out he plays Iheanacho in that position uh, and he he really can't play it He he's more the guy I think you play with, a, with another guy he's looking for knockdowns more of a fox in the box good finish off and he hasn't got them chances. So when he's having to try and come uh, and link play and run off shoulders, he's, he's just not done it. And the crowd have got on his back. I mean, he's getting booed on on home games on occasion when he's coming off or he's missing chances. And he, I think he's still only 22 and it's just really affected his confidence. And I think for his sake and his career, I think in the summer he's going to have to look to try try and move on somewhere. Fair play, fair play. Um, can we get a, a solid prediction out of you, Matt? Yes, you can. I will go for a Leicester City 2-1 win. 2-1 Leicester City, fair play. Brave prediction, Matt. Don't be <laughs> yeah. eating no cheese before the game. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> stay away from stay away from the cheese and the fruit. Yeah, or the upper middle class dessert, pal. Uh, we don't want any of that. Matt Piper, former Leicester City winger with us. Top man, thank you. Uh, so much for uh, for spending your Thursday evening with us right here on Love Sport Radio. We are going to come back with one more of your tunes. Will it be Enrique Iglesias or will it be that other one that someone else requested on Twitter? Giving your team a voice. Love Sport Radio. this one up a bit this is the kind of track you expect in like a bar in La Manga or like Benidorm you'd see all like the ladies dancing around like the handbags and all that you know the gents just like propping up the bar drinking the local lagers you know it's it's one of them ones you a fan of uh, a bit of Enrique Chase no No? definitely not mate not even his dad either (laughs) (laughs) the the pan pipes (laughs) you're not a fan of uh, Enrique I can tell Ricky likes a bit of Enrique. 
<laughs> he does. He what does. does. Mean? He does. You like Henry Ken Glazers? His music. It's all right. It's all right. I mean, it's okay. Oh God. It's okay. But you sang "I Can Be Your Hero" once or twice on the karaoke. I have yet. Yeah. I think we all have. No. No? no, we haven't. We haven't? Okay, we haven't. Jay, Jay, Jay sings death metal. Don't you judge us by your standards. <laughs> Jay, Jay sings death metal on karaoke. Thai music, I sing, mate. Yeah. I'm used to Thai bands. Are you actually? Next week. Bit of body slam. Thai, thai next week. week, Thai week. Oh, that's a great Thai one. week. Bit of body slam. I think next week we're going to have some Thai music. Yeah? What do you, what do you reckon to that? Br- bring your CDs. Actually, don't bring your CDs in. Uh, Ricky, uh, a great, by the way, just shout out to Matt Piper, top man. Yeah, that's top great. Man, that's top great. Guest. He's top man. Um, where do you want to go? We've got a listener question. We've got one here from Nick THFC1981 who says, how close are we to having a fully fit squad? With Kane and Delhi getting closer, it looks like Poch might have his full squad for the running. Should hopefully give us some good rotation and bench options. I would say to Nick, let's not put the knockers on it. <laughs> to be honest with you, look, it's good to see the progress of Kane and Ali. We've seen a lot on social media this week, um, but we can't get carried away because we've seen this season, the amount of injuries we've picked up, you know, we might bring a couple and we could lose some more. So, I think let's not get carried away in terms of the squad. Sonny is still performing for us so well, and I'm sure Pochettino is just quietly hoping he can get Kane Ali back as soon as possible. I think there's a difference as well between the the two players because Kane's was an impact injury, mm. not a, a muscular thing. So you know, an impact injury you can get at, at any stage. That's that's nothing to do with the overall fitness and the work they do in training and things. So. You know, it was a shame he got that, but we get that every season. But I think the, the that gap between um, the game we've just played, Newcastle, and the Burnley game, only two games in the 22 days in that period. So hopefully a few of the niggly ones, and uh, perhaps the type that Deli Alley took into the Fulham game, if you'd have had that break then, you wouldn't have had the problem that we had with Delhi. So hopefully that... That period's given us a good chance. Wouldn't it be nice to see Victor Wanyama come well, back that's what and, I was about to say. a genuine think, option for us? Do you think, us? potentially ahead of the weekend, could you see him maybe given a starting chance? Because he hasn't had too many starts this season. And you just think... You, also, you think with Wanyama, is he playing for his future now? Because the, on the back of the season he's had, I mean, this is a big, this is a big 12, 13 games left for Wanyama, isn't it, in a Spurs shirt? I think it is because, you know, it's not just his future at Tottenham. Other clubs, if they want to take him, you want to see players playing, don't mm. you? I mean, Jack Wilshere goes to, to West Ham, has hardly kicked a ball for them. So we always knew it was going to happen, though, didn't we? No, we knew that. But, that was a... but that kind of shows you, doesn't it? If you buy a player that's that's been out, and let's be fair, Victor's been out for the best part of two years. So, mm. you know, he needs to get back playing football at, at, at some level completely. Chris? I love the fact, though, that um, Deli Alley and Harry Kane actually put out the, the videos on social media to, to build the excitement of the mm. fans again of, you know, don't worry, we're doing all like, all we can yeah. to, to be back as soon as possible. And it just builds the excitement. And certainly after us winning the last couple of games, it builds the excitement of uh, of them coming back and want to be back yeah. as soon as possible. But um, with, with a fully fit squad... Um, you know, going into all the remaining games, you know, we feel confident. And that's what's great about being a Spurs fan. And one of the callers earlier from America said that he started supporting Spurs um, for the 14-15 season. So he supported Spurs during the whole Pochettino era. Mm. And imagine that. Imagine yeah, if we delete sure. pre-Pochettino <laughs> eras. You know, what 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 great football we've seen under Poch. Yeah. And, and that's why I think it's so important um, you know, in the next couple of years to, to, to get a trophy in the bag. Ahead of the weekend, what would you do now? Because Lorente, again, is proving the difference coming off scoring. How would you go ahead of the weekend? You know, we look at the, the three games in isolation. Sonny, for me, again, has to play. 
and obviously the, the week's break mm. will do him a, a, the world of good. I'm sure he'll come back refreshed as well. We'll start. It's now dependent again when you toss up between Mora and Lorente, who you're going to be going with. Lamella thrown in there as well. What do you do, Jace, ahead of the weekend? I can certainly, not even looking further forward down that, that end of the pitch, I think Leicester wanting to play on the counter-attack with the pace of Vardy, with the way that Damari Gray plays, I can definitely see us wanting the three at the back. I hope so Rose plays. I think that yeah, will be interesting well. to see. I would go with Danny Rose and... Um, it probably has to be Trippier, doesn't it? Because I don't know what, what Oreo's fitness is like. But if Trippier plays a bit further up, hopefully he doesn't get so isolated defensively. But then going forward, I don't think Lorente will start, but I certainly think he'll have a, an impact in the game off the bench. And the, and the thing is, I think we've all got a different opinion now of Lorente coming on. Uh, whereas at the start of the season, if Lorente was to come on for the last 10 minutes, everyone so would be like, huff, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh right, he's not going to do too much. But now... Mm. He, he, you know, because he, he grabbed that, that winner against yeah. Watford and it was so important. And I think like everyone, when they were standing up clapping, you know, they were so pleased for him and, yeah. and what it meant to him personally and going over to Pochettino for the hug and everything. It, it, I think a lot of fans connected with him that night, um, even though he's, he's, he's missed a few and we've all been frustrated by the misses. Um, you know, that certainly won him a, a few fans that night. I think it shows as well his his the way he's linking with the team now. Mm. You know the chance that he he blamed on the sun, if you <laughs> yeah. like. We okay. didn't actually cover that on Monday's show. Glad and, you brought that up. And it was you know heads it wide, but it was the fact that he was in there for that, so he had made that run, yeah. and the players knew he was going to make the run, so they did find that in. Whereas perhaps in that Fulham game, that first full game, we didn't see any runs from him or anything, yeah. and so I think that that shows you slowly slowly is having more of yeah. a relationship with other players in the team and that can only benefit us as well. But of course, when, when a player is playing more, they get to know... Um, That's exactly. the most key thing. Yeah, yeah. That's what I said key. all along. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I said all along. Uh, we've had a tweet in from Carl uh, Picknell saying, at last word on Spurs, felt sorry for Jansen, never had a run in the side and when he was in, had the pressure of came to compete with hashtag never had a chance. Well, he got that run, didn't he? Because Harry injured his ankle I think that was two years ago quite early didn't it I think Jansen played the Middlesbrough away game where he actually had a decent enough game and he he got a few chances then but um, all I would say to the to the uh, to the questioner is what chances have people given Lorente as well you know and has Lorente's had very few chances to get that run in the side but has had an impact Vincent Janssen, apart from taking a penalty, has not shown enough when he has played. What so. I'll say about Janssen is he's worked incredibly hard. I don't think anyone can fault. I know that doesn't mean he's, he deserves his place in the squad or deserves his place in the team. But when he's played, I, I can't think there's been too many times you could you know, have a go at him for his lack of effort or work. Right? I always felt he worked hard when he played, when he was on the field. Yeah, I think sometimes you, you actually saw that he was trying too, too hard. hard. That maybe is a problem. That is maybe part of the problem. He tried too hard to want to make the difference. Yeah. And therefore, maybe that's why it didn't work out. We'll see. 12, 13 games left. Stranger things have happened. Look, we've seen Pochettino transform to Soko. I don't think any of us ever saw that project coming and how we transform that player. So, stranger things have happened in, at Spurs. You never know. Well, imagine moving in the new stadium. So, Zoko crosses it in and Janssen hits it in. Can <laughs> 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 you imagine that? And we win the league. Yeah, there you go. Um, that's just a bit of a sort of like it's just dropped now. You know the uh, the, the mood in camp. But anyway, um, looking ahead to the game, let's 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 sort of get things a bit more uh, a bit more concrete. You, how do you expect Spurs to line up? And do you expect to see Yuri Tielemans in the side? A player that you know again, I was going to mention, and I think would look very good in the Spurs shirt. Well, he was with us on deadline day, wasn't he? I think that was one where. 
Spurs man, but it didn't feel Pochettino at the time didn't feel he was maybe ready or could maybe not come in and improve the squad. So it's always these kind of players that we end up turning down, end up scoring against us. I'm going to go and say two one Spurs. And I think he will... I'm going to go with what Jay says. I think I agree with him. I think Lorente will start on the bench, but will have an impact and come on during the game and score. Words right out of my mouth, mate. I'm going everything yeah. you just said. Absolutely word for really? word. 2-1? 2-1, Lorente off the bench to have an impact. Yep. See, who says we don't agree? Chris? I'm going to go with 1-0 Spurs uh, and Sonny to do it again because he's on fire. Sonny's on fire. Your defence is terrified. What, I tell you, what a goal though. Sonny did score up against Leicester. What a crack, what a goal that well, was. the quality of goals that, yeah. I mean, like I've always said, if you look at a highlight reel of Sonny, the quality of yeah. goals oh, it's, is, yeah. is, is, you know, the one at West Ham last year. Yeah, he's unbelievable. It's, there's so many good goals from Sonny, right foot, left foot. We mm. haven't touched on it, but Dortmund on, uh, on, on Wednesday night is certainly going to be an interesting one as well. I will be. And we're back on here, obviously, on the Thursday yeah, to, uh, taking your calls. to review it, which would be great. I'm sure that'd be a great night. If we can get a decent result in that first leg, then all to play for. Got to make sure you keep a clean sheet against them. Yeah, to some no way goals. No, do you know what? Do you know what I, I don't. I disagree because this Spurs team, I think, can score against anybody. But the clean sheet, of course, would help. But I still believe that this squad have got enough quality; they can go and score in any venue, any place. Yeah. Chase, you looking forward to that one? Yeah, I am. Um, I, I, I actually expect us to get through that. I must admit, and that, yeah. that's not underestimating Dortmund because they're a fantastic side this year. Yeah. Well, well we've done it last time we've done it last season against them home and away so I don't think there's you know, no reason why we shouldn't do it again very confident yeah I really like Paco Alcacer you know their four <laughs> they're getting from Valencia yeah from Valencia, uh, Barcelona was or was he on loan at Valencia or something yeah, from Barcelona well, yeah, or something but, like that but, I, think I mean it's a, very, it's a very strange one but he's, he's class class that uh, Paco Alcacer he was um, yeah he was from he actually played for Valencia before yeah. Barcelona um, and went on loan to Dortmund and is now there on a permanent deal. Gents, thank you so much for joining us. Ricky, what time is this one going to be out? This will be out midnight for you tonight. So happy Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Saturday. If you listen to this on the way to Wembley on uh, on Sunday, stay clear from them half and half scarves. They just, you just don't need them. You really, really don't need them. Um, Ricky, Jace, Chris, thank you for your. Well, thank, thank you. you once again, Chris, for, for attending. Thank you very much. I hope you have uh, some exciting cheese based streams this <laughs> evening. Last word on Spurs on Love Sport Radio. What a show it's been. Thanks, Paddy, once again Thanks, for spinning Pat. the tunes tonight. Get them in at Last Word on Spurs for next week's show. It's going to be a cracker. This programme was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio, so some items may be out of date. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.